the Big Ten Review Show podcast. I'm Josh with my co-anchor, Mario. What's up, Mario? What's up, buddy? Week seven. Week seven, and I gotta say, I think it's the best week of all. I would not disagree with you. This is a big week. Not just in the Big Ten, across all of college football. What a week, man. Across the country, we have a ton of good football. Like, we're gonna learn a lot about these teams this week. We're gonna learn a lot about the top ten. Like, every team in the top ten. We really are. You know what the worst part is? We don't have a Friday night game. I was just looking at that. I was really hoping for one. With the schedule they're giving us on Saturday, I'll live. I'll, I'll survive. I know. I just I like a little appetizer. You know what I mean? Uh, I realize that Friday is a big high school football game. I'm not going to any high school football game. But I do love a little appetizer. It could even be Maryland, Indiana, or Nebraska, Purdue. I'd be more than happy to see. Or even Michigan State, Wisconsin with the way they're playing. But... Uh, a little appetizer to kind of wet your beak for the weekend, get ready for uh, it. You know, but we got we got a lot, right? So uh, before we even jump into the Big Ten play, which we're absolutely going to talk about, we, we can't go without talking about some of these games, but across the entire country, just so much, so much potential here. I mean, I'm looking at Alabama, number three Alabama against number six Tennessee in Knoxville. Like that game is has so much potential. I, I'm actually kind of caught off guard. Bama is favored by seven in that game. I, I would have to think that means Bryce Young's playing. I would think so. And with as good as Tennessee's looked, I still just think this is the game where Bama just blows them out. I hate to say it. I, I'm hoping for a good game because I'm going to watch that game. I'm hoping for a good game, but it just feels like it. It just feels like a game where uh, Tennessee comes in with all this hype and momentum, and Bama just squashes them. Doesn't it feel like that? Just, I think we just know the Nick Saban effect. We've watched enough of college football to know Nick Saban just finds a way. The guy's a monster. But we also have number eight Oklahoma State against number thirteen T- TCU. Two five and O teams again. A great football game. NC State at number fifteen against Syracuse at eighteen. Syracuse kind of one of those surprise teams. Uh, five and zero, they beat Purdue, who we we kind of are proving Purdue's a pretty good football team, um, and that's a great football game. And then that's we got at night number sixteen Mississippi State, number twenty two Kentucky. Not sure I'll have that one on when we have number seven USC, our future Big Ten team, and number twenty Utah. Like all day, it's a slate of games. It's gonna be a busy Saturday, and there's gonna be so much movement in that AP poll next week. Everything's gonna be shaken up. 100% is, and, and James Madison's now ranked 5-0, and 3-0 in the Sun Belt. I, you know, I think the most difficult thing to figure out for this weekend, and it's beyond just the picks, is what game you're going to watch at 3.30 when you have three top 25 matchups all at the same time. It's going to be one of those DVR things again. I'm going to have my TV up, an iPad, and a computer next to me, or something along those lines. Yeah, I was going to say, that's why the DVR exists. I know. Well, we'll see. But why don't we get into Big Ten play? This is where it's really going to be fun. We're going to learn a lot about these teams. Some important matchups to decide the West. I mean, looking at Minnesota, Illinois, that might be the game for the West. Um, you got Wisconsin bouncing back with a huge win against uh, against Northwestern. They're playing Michigan State, who's reeling. Nebraska, Purdue. Nebraska's leading the West right now, and, and Purdue's over there as well. I mean, we're going to learn a lot about the West, but even more importantly, we're going to find out who I think personally is probably the number two team in the East between Penn State and Michigan. Yeah, let's get into it. Michigan and Penn State. Yeah, great game I think we're about to have here. Last year, I don't know if you remember, fantastic football game. Eric All, if I'm not mistaken, was the tight end for Michigan that had a huge play to win that game with just under three minutes left. 
James Franklin and, and Jim Harbaugh have had some great games over the years. Uh, I think back a couple of years ago, I, th I think it was Ronnie Bell and, and maybe his freshman year had a drop in the end zone against Penn State. They lost the game. Like There is a lot that, that happens in this game. This is going to be a fun one. Yeah, this is a big game. This is probably the biggest Big Ten game so far in the season. Both teams coming in undefeated. Michigan, seven-point favorite. This is going to be a little long-winded, so I, I apologize, Josh, but bear with me for a few minutes here. I know you disagree with me on this, but I've had some issues with this Michigan team recently. We've talked about it off the air, but you cannot tell me that Michigan has been playing up to their full capabilities these last three weeks. I've watched their games. They just haven't. I'm sorry if you're bought into the Wolverines team. I'm not yet. It's been rough for them since the start of Big Ten play. Three, three weeks ago against Maryland, it took a once-in-a-career type game from Blake Corum, rushing for nearly 300 yards for them to survive that Terrapins team. Corum had to literally carry them on his back for that win. Two weeks ago against Iowa, if Iowa had any semblance of a competent quarterback and an offensive coordinator, Iowa wins that game easily. And with as bad you, you as Spencer Petras... If. if doesn't work, you can't add if into these. I'm going to start adding a little sound whenever you say if. I'm sorry. All right, if, um, there it is again. But, I mean, as bad as Spencer Petras has looked, he still outplayed Michigan's quarterback, J.J. McCarthy, in that one statistically. Uh, and then last week against <laughs> Indiana, Michigan, Michigan's your offense. knowledge now. Hang on, Michigan's offense got exposed in that first half last week. Outside of one 50-yard run by Corum, they had nothing going in the first half. Indiana stacked the box, allocated all their resources to stop in the run, played man coverage on the outside, and Michigan just kind of looked lost out there. They did pick it up in the second half, but my point is you play like that against the half against, uh, for a half against Penn State or Ohio State, they're not going to let you back in that second half. I think this week has the potential to be a very tough matchup uh, and a very tough challenge for Michigan. And it may sound like tough criticism uh, or harsh criticism of a team that's playing well, but I hold Michigan, Ohio State, even Penn State this year to, to a higher standard. These are teams that are potentially competing for a national championship. And as the season goes on, the margin for error gets smaller and smaller. Look, there's a lot to unwrap in that. And number one, I don't want to hear if anymore from any team that you talk about. You can't say if. Yeah, if Michigan had Tom Brady, I bet you they'd win a national championship. But we're talking in ifs. And I, I actually don't agree um, on, on your stance saying Michigan didn't look good the last three weeks. They could have been better against Maryland. J.J. didn't look great. He was not outplayed by Petrus. J.J., I'm sorry. You don't even go there with your Iowa quarterbacks that have underperformed. Statistically, Petrus put up better numbers than McCarthy in that game. Yeah, well, when you're playing catch-up all game, you're going to have to, right? Well, let's be, when the team has prevent defense, you're going to put up points. Who to thunk? Uh, and and finally, I mean, they when they want they – want, they wanted to have their way with Iowa in the beginning. They did. Um, Indiana, definitely some opportunity in that first half. But I don't feel like this team, and I've said this before with the Jim Harbaugh teams, I don't feel that they're truly letting out anything from the playbook. I mean, I don't think they're hiding anything. I just don't think they're being, uh, I think strategically they're, they're not being innovative with the offense right now. And that's, that's a little bit of Jim Harbaugh, but that's, I think, just, the opponent they're playing down to a little bit. I mean, Michigan State has been an expert of this under D'Antoni. They always played down to their opponent, but when they needed to get elevated, they did that. Now, they never had the talent of Alabama, so when they played Alabama's, they couldn't get there. But uh, I think if there's one key takeaway, I got to I got I got to increase your football knowledge, and I'm sorry for that. Now, I didn't say they weren't playing good. If you go back and listen, I said they weren't playing up to their full capabilities. Since Big Ten play started, I just haven't seen that, that 
that killer instinct, that team that we saw last year win the Big Ten title, I haven't seen that yet this year. Sure, they look great in their first three non-conference games against who Colorado and Hawaii and whoever else they played, but since Big Ten play started, they just haven't looked like that same Michigan team. Hold on a minute. I'm going to stop you. Did Michigan look like this all last year? Did they look like a team that was going to the Big Ten championship and winning it? Down the stretch, they looked, they looked pretty good. Okay, down, the, down stretch. the stretch. But did they look like it all year? Well, no team except Ohio State, really, kind of carries that momentum through the whole year. It's, not, it's not tough. You, you have your ups State and downs. Ohio years where they've taken some, you know, let's be honest, they blow out most teams. I mean, they're loaded. Um, but they always tend to have a bit of a, a, a slot. You know, they got blown out by Purdue by the spoiler makers a couple years ago. Like, they tend to have those games. Think about Ohio State got lost to Oregon, a team that, I mean, for all, all intents and purposes, was not a, a very good football team last year. Or they, were, they were pretty good. Um, but I think you're looking into it too much. I think you have to consider the opponent they're playing. But enough about Michigan. I you know, I think we differ on how we feel about where they're at. I think we're going to learn a lot about them, and that's the more important thing. To be honest, I'm excited to watch Penn State more than anything. I'm so excited to see this running game back on track with them. I love the running backs. Um, I mean, Singleton looks like the real deal, and, and Michigan has struggled a little bit against the run uh, from what I've seen. I mean, they did well against Indiana, but when teams want to run the ball, they've run the ball, and Singleton looks like, a guy that is going to be really challenging to tackle in space. Uh, Katron Allen has also stepped up. Like this is a, a, a two-headed dragon that Michigan's going to have to slow down. I could see that being the difference in this game. But we're going to learn a ton about Penn State. Yeah, I was going to. I was going to say. I was going to get into. I, I'm excited to watch these two. Uh, these two rushing attacks from both teams. I mean, you got Blake Corum, who's been unbelievable. You got Donovan Edwards now back healthy uh, for the last few weeks. He's been great. Nicholas Singleton and Katron Allen have done wonders for this Penn State ground game. Uh, quarterbacks, too. I mean, J.J. McCarthy has been solid so far. Sean Clifford has been solid so far. I think this is going to be a close game. I think it comes down to the final one or two possessions at the end of the game. Yeah, I don't love the seven-point spread when I look at this. I mean, I'm defending Michigan more than than I typically would because I do think I don't know that we know this team yet. I don't feel like we understand this team. I just don't think these opponents have said anything, but I will say, same thing with Penn State. They've kind of played down to Northwestern. Uh, they, they they played down early on in the season. Uh, overall, you know, they spanked Auburn. I will give them that. I think Auburn is, gosh, I don't know if I can compare them to a team. Uh, they're Iowa right now. Auburn is Iowa, in my opinion. They don't really have an offense. The defense is good. Um, Central, Penn State hasn't looked fantastic. And they slipped with Purdue. But to me, that doesn't really matter because when you go into a game like this, it's a different mindset. Um, but we're going to learn a lot about this team. And, and to me, the, the X factor is Sean Clifford in this grand scheme of things. Is he going to protect the ball? Is he going to make good decisions? Can they get pressure on Sean Clifford? That's the difference. I'm with you. La- whoever has the ball last probably wins this game. Um, and I think, uh, I think we're going to see a really tight football game. I'm pretty excited for it. Yeah, I got two things I'm looking for in this game. Can Manny Diaz's defense slow down Michigan? Because Michigan's offense, we talked about in a previous podcast, they're so damn versatile. There's so many ways they can hurt you. And then can Michigan create a consistent pass rush and put pressure on Sean Clifford? I think that's going to be very important. And I'm not sure they can. We'll find out. Uh, that's the thing. Michigan's been rotating defensive ends and defensive tackles. Uh, I don't, And they've struggled against some of the, the lesser opponents. We'll find out a lot. Really fun game we had we have ahead of us, Mar. 
Uh, I think we can agree that we will both be watching this game for Michigan's 24th big noon kickoff in a row. Uh, every week. Every week. If I'm not mistaken, Ohio State might have the next one, which is about darn time. Um, but it just seems like it's the Michigan-Ohio State show. we got some other good games. I want to jump into one more game before we take the break. Another one that I am super stoked for uh, – to be honest, I'm kind of upset this is another noon game because I would love to have this like in the forefront. Minnesota, who just had a, a bit of a slip up here, um, and they're going to play for the first time in a long time, number 24, Illinois, fighting Illini. This is going to be a really interesting game, and this might decide the West. Yeah, first off, kudos to both of these teams. They've both been a very pleasant surprise so far on the season. Uh, I think I saw Ibrahim's expected back this uh, this week. He hasn't played since uh, September 24th. He's been out with an ankle injury. I don't know about Tommy DeVito. I think his status is still unknown right now. He got hurt last week against Iowa. If he doesn't play, th- that really th- that's a huge blow to this Illinois team who's been on such a roll. Minnesota, I think I saw the open as a three-and-a-half point favorite. Both of these teams are so similar, though. I was kind of jotting down all the similarities this morning. Uh, between these two teams, they both have except, exceptional halfbacks. Chase Brown for Illinois, uh, e- Mohamed Ibrahim for Minnesota. They both love to run the ball, and they both do a terrific job at running the ball. Uh, with Tommy DeVito healthy, uh, both of these teams have quarterbacks who are reliable and can put up points when they're needed to. They both uh, have top uh, 25 ranked defenses. I think Illinois' defense is actually ranked third in the FBS. They both are coached very well. PJ Fleck, Brett Bielema. Outside of Ohio's uh, Michigan, in Penn State this week, I think this is the game I'm most looking forward to in the Big Ten. This would be a really good one. And, you know, I I'm, have a tendency to think that Tommy DeVito isn't making it. The spread has moved to 6.5 in favor of Minnesota. And to me, that doesn't make sense. The Illinois team that I have watched is really good. This, I mean, they're, really, they're definitely a top 25 football team. And with a spread like that, I, I respect Minnesota and where they've been. Uh, that tells me that DeVito's probably not playing. I hope he's healthy. Uh, I hope Ibrahim is fully healthy. Ibrahim is like uh, is Kenneth Walker what Mich- for Michigan State was last year. Clearly, when he went down, they were missing him, losing to Purdue 20-10. to Purdue's a good football team, uh, but that was a really tough game at home for Minnesota. But this has got to be one of the more intriguing matchups in Champaign this weekend. Um, I, like I said, DVR this. Uh, I think this is one we're absolutely going to want to watch and, and make sure that we get a, you know fully invested in. Can't wait to see Chase Brown against this team. Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, even without DeVito, for most of the game last week against Iowa and that defense, um, they were still able to run the ball consistently. They didn't really put up the points. Um, so w- we'll see. I'm hoping he plays. Um, I would love to see that matchup of two, you know, Illinois and Minnesota both being you know healthy. Um We'll see. Either way, I'm looking forward to this game. I'm looking every week. I look forward to watching Chase Brown run the ball. I know. How could you not be excited about him? Well, I tell you what. Why don't we take a short break? We got three more games, and then we'll we'll go with our picks. Let's do it. We are back. We got a few more games tomorrow. We got our picks. I want to go through uh, how much I'm blowing you out in this series still. With a one-game lead, which is pretty much you know really challenging for you to overcome, I'm intrigued now. Actually, after you talking about Penn State, Michigan, I'm intrigued by your choice here uh, for this game, and I'm also I don't know what you're going to pick for Illinois either. I mean, this is going to kind of change things up this week. I think you know who I'm picking for Penn State, Michigan. 
I think I have a good idea. You're right. But we'll see. All these games are going to be really challenging to pick. But look, 3.30. Next game that we'll be watching is Maryland, who's 4-2, and two, going to Memorial Stadium in Bloomington to play Indiana, who's 3-3, three and three, coming off that tough loss against Michigan. The Hoosiers have lost the last three. This could be a tough one for both teams. I'm not even sure where to go with this, but Maryland looks pretty good, and I think they're going to want to rebound a little bit after their uh, their loss to Purdue. Yeah, what I saw, I think I saw Mich- um, sorry, Michigan. Maryland opening as a 13.5-point favorite. It could The line could have moved um, since I've, I had originally seen it. But, yeah, like you mentioned, both teams coming off a tough loss last week. Maryland had a fantastic game against Purdue last week. Came down to a missed two-point conversion at the end. Maryland did everything right to win that game. They even converted the two-point try, uh, but it got called back. And Indiana coming off that loss to Michigan, 31-10. But for a while there, it was looking like we could have a huge upset on our hands. I think the key uh, in this game is going to be Indiana's defense. They haven't been too good so far. They're going to need to step it up in this one if they don't want to get blown out because uh, this Maryland offense they've been a little inconsistent at times but when they're on they're easily in my opinion a top three offense in this conference um, I have a few Indiana Hoosiers defensive stats here uh, passing defense ranked 118th in the FBS that's not good uh, defense has been on the field for 462 plays which which ranks um, 124th in the FBS that's it's not good either and they're allowing 30 and a half points per game which ranks them 98th in the FBS that's also not very good. Um, so something has to change if they want to walk out of this game with a win over this Terrapins team. Yeah, I would agree. I, I mean, the Hoosiers prior to this week when they played Michigan had the worst passing defense in the country, right, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I remember reading that stat because I thought for sure it was Michigan State with the way their, their secondary had been playing, but it was the Hoosiers. And, uh, I mean, Michigan kept it pretty vanilla, in my opinion, in that game. And Maryland's probably not going to do that. Baby Tua is going to make sure that he puts yards up. This one is – the spread, I think, now is 11. I don't know on that one. Uh, Maryland has a lot to prove. Maryland is 4-2. and two. They could win this game. They'll probably beat Northwestern next week. If they do that, they're 6-2. and two. They play Wisconsin and Camp Randall. I'm going to say 7-2. and two. And then you got number 10 Penn State at the time and then Ohio State. Like, they could, do, they could have some upsets here uh, later on in the year. I think Maryland uh, has a really good chance to win this game. The Hoosiers, though, they came off a tough, tough loss last week, but they're reeling here. This is three losses in a row. I just, I, it's tough for them to uh, to rebound here. I don't know. It, it could go either way, but I think Maryland really looks like the favorite here. For as long as I could remember, the Big Ten's been power run, right? Big offensive line, uh, power run, you know good solid running backs how fun is it to see these quarterbacks slinging it around in the big Ten? you got tongue of aiden o'connell cj stroud uh, jj mccarthy who am i missing tanner morgan i gotta tell you though i'm a tommy devito the, the running the running attack i love that's the thing think about when we've played video games in the past you're the guy who you run the same four plays uh with you're airing it out you got like you have ohio state's offense uh, where you're airing it out with the best receivers in the game, best quarterback. I love, like, a good defense. I love what Wisconsin does, right? Like what Illinois is doing this year. Pretty good quarterback, really good running back, really good running game, and a solid defense. But I tell you what, it is really fun to see some of these games where they're airing it out. So there's a little bit of, uh, of dis- you know, disparity here. Or, and realistically, Ohio State's always been one of those teams, right? They, they've, they've switched their offense up uh, since Urban Meyer. And now – 
you're starting to see these other teams come along. And so there's, it, it's just very different from week to week. Yeah, I should clarify. Not that I dislike running games, but it's, it's cool to see these versatile offenses now that can run and pass the ball, right? And it helps them when they play these out-of-conference games like you saw Penn State earlier in the year against Auburn, right? It helps when you're not one-dimensional, right? And they can't just hone in on one thing. Because now we're seeing these, you know, I forgot to mention Sean Clifford earlier when I was mentioning all those quarterbacks, but now you have these quarterbacks that are dangerous, right? They can hurt you. Well, look at what Ohio State has done, right? Like, here's the thing. You could put any running back back there. Now, don't get me wrong. Trayvon Henderson, beast, absolutely fantastic player. You could put any running back back there. If you just run with four wide, four of those receivers, like you have to put allocate a lot of resources to stopping those those receivers. Michigan, I think they did that a couple weeks ago, if I'm not mistaken, against Maryland. Um, and that's why Corum had such a big game. They were like, you know what? We're going to spread out with three or four wide. And we're just gonna pound the rock because you're gonna have to you're gonna have to go after these receivers, right? There's they're they're the threat, and so Corum has an opportunity, and so teams are doing this more. Uh, and then you said like the quarterback play. I mean, look at Stroud. Uh, the guy's not much of a runner, but guess what? You have to respect his legs. JJ, more of a runner, hasn't done it so much. You got to respect his legs, and Cl- Clifford does this. He has that sneaky ability too. So you're right. It's really fun to watch these quarterbacks. Uh, I just I love the passing attack. I love how different the, the Big Ten has been uh, over the last couple of years, and I think this will be a pretty fun game overall. Yeah, back to this game. I'm curious to see what version of Indiana we get. Do we get that first half against Michigan, Indiana, or do we get the second half, you know, past three, four games version of Indiana? Who do we see this week? We'll find out. We got two more games too, Mark. Wisconsin, Michigan State. Wisconsin's three and three here. Michigan State reeling at two and four. Seven points. At least right now the line is uh, minus seven in favor of Wisconsin here. The the over under is forty nine and a half. This is a tough one. I I don't know what to make of Wisconsin. I think we know what to make of Michigan State at this point, but they have to kind of turn that switch. Wisconsin, though, just beat up on Northwestern. Are they for real, or is Northwestern that bad? Yeah, I was going to say, despite the current free fall that Michigan State's in, I'm still really interested in this game because I think it's kind of a toss-up. Wisconsin surprisingly looked fantastic last week. I wasn't expecting that the first game after Furian head coach Paul Christ. Mertz had the best game of his career. He won your Golden Chicken Award last week, five touchdowns, career high in passing yards, albeit – it was against Northwestern, uh, but still, I was a little surprised just a week removed from, you know, moving on from Paul Christ. Um, Wisconsin still has a, a really good shot at winning this West division. Their defense is playing spectacular. I believe they're ranked 25th in the country in total defense, 26th in the country in turnover differential. A guy you highlighted in our preseason Wisconsin podcast, Nert, uh, Nick Herbig, has been playing great leading that defense. Michigan State's really going to need to turn up the intensity if they want to be successful in this one. I mean, they're 2-4 they're and four on the season. They still have a, a few really tough games ahead of them. If they want to make a, a push towards that six-win mark and, and participate in the bowl season, it's got to start on Saturday. They're at home. I want to see something out of Peyton Thorne. I want to see something out of this Spartans pass rush, a pass rush that looked great the first two to three weeks of the season. Let's see. Let's see what we get here. Yeah, we'll find out a lot. Uh, this is going to be an interesting game. I actually don't know what to make of Wisconsin. I have no idea. This is the one that I've been really wrestling with quite a bit because I, I almost want to say, like, State's got to turn it around. Like, they're they're going to turn the corner. Uh, the Spartans, Bell Tucker's a good coach. They're going to have to do it. But Wisconsin looks like they have turned that corner. I just don't know. Is Northwestern that bad at football right now? Uh, I, I don't want to say yes. 
but maybe maybe but maybe that's your typical political answer (laughs) we can't give you a real response so we're gonna say maybe maybe not um I'm going to get you to start giving some like actual. Hey, let's see. I am excited to see if Leonard has unlocked this, uh, this version of uh, Mertz that we've never seen before. I'm curious to see how Mertz looks in this game. Has Graham Mertz turned the corner? Yes or no? What do you think? I'll give you a good answer after this week. No, no, no. Has Leonard reached out into the multiverse and pulled in an alternate version of Graham Mertz and placed him now behind center for this Wisconsin Badgers offense. It looked like it last week. I mean, he looked phenomenal. It's like but he grabbed a parallel universe, grabbed that Graham Mertz, and put another one in the other universe. I, I'm not a scientist. I don't I, yeah. I don't know how it works. I <laughs> don't know how the, what you just the told laws me of right science now. work. Uh, I, you know, it's funny. I, you kind of just mentioned that, if I'm not mistaken. And it, it's funny how you won't share how you feel. I'm surprised when you make picks that you don't say, like, I'm picking Penn State. Most likely, you know, like I'm, I'm surprised you're not like giving me a half answer, but I might do that this week. Cause these were some tough picks. These are really tough picks. This will separate us a little bit. Uh, I feel like I'm just going to differ from you in general, but the, the nightcap, uh, which is, is going to be another good game. This is helping decide the West a little bit. I cannot believe the spread, but Nebraska at three and three, like going to Purdue West Lafayette, uh, who's four and two, and it's a 14 point spread in favor of Purdue which is a little surprising, but then again, don't forget, Nebraska's defense has pretty much been non-existent. Yeah, that's a big spread. I mean, both teams coming off really nice wins last week, almost season-saving wins. Nebraska, a one-point win over Rutgers, Purdue, a two-point win over Maryland. If you take that Oklahoma game out of it, I mean, when Nebraska was just a few days removed from firing Scott Frost, they've actually been really good, if not better. Two and one since replacing Frost, two straight Big Ten wins. My key for this one is going to be the same for every team that plays against Purdue. Can they limit Charlie Jones? We saw Maryland do it last week. I'm not sure that Nebraska has the resources available to them. They're going to have to devise some sort of plan to slow this guy down. Yeah, we'll see. This it, What's important is we'll find out if the Cornhuskers really want to win. It's fun in football. Everything's in front of you if you want it, right? They have Purdue Illinois, Minnesota, back-to-back-to-back. Well, you want to win the the West Nebraska? You want to come back? Here's your chance to win those three games, and you're back in it. Uh, Well, they're already back in it, but they're tied for first here. Like, they have that potential. But Purdue is a really good football team. I mean, they've proven it. Two tough losses, which I don't want to put it on coaching, but if you have two games that are that tight that you probably should have won against Syracuse and Penn State, well, usually there's someone to blame. Um, this team is really good, in my opinion, Purdue, uh, mostly because I picked them in the beginning of the year, and I have to stand behind that. Uh, but this should be another interesting game, and I'm excited. This is like football weather. It's in the 50s. It's the fall. This is football weather. It's cooling down. Uh, teams change a little bit when it cools down, right? I mean, go back to let's Michigan, Ohio State last year. When, when Michigan was pounding the rock and, and Ohio State was struggling with it, it's a little different. When it's cold, you move a little slower. Uh, I, I, we'll see what these teams start to play a little differently. Wisconsin, Michigan State, uh, you know, Maryland could be one of those teams too. Maybe things change a little bit while it gets colder. Big 10 weather, man. Big 10 weather. It's going to be fun. So, Mar, we've gone through all these games. You know what time it is, right? What time is it? It is time for our picks. But first, I mean, you mentioned, I want to, um, I want to go back to something you said earlier in the podcast. You said you're blowing me out in the picks. You are now, uh, what, one pick ahead of me. Um, 
49 and 13 to 48 and 14. Yeah, you took chalk last week. You took all the favorites. I went out on a few limbs and took some upsets. Uh, Like I've said in the past, sometimes that's just the way the pickle squirts. You win some, you lose some. I'm going to get you back this week. I'm pretty sure I did not take all the favorites last week, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure you took a favorite in every game. We'll look at it and we'll we'll get back was to it. Was Iowa or Illinois? Who was the favorite? It was Iowa. Was the Illinois favorite. was the favorite. Illinois was a three point favorite last week, and we both I'm took Illinois. Back. Well, I know we both took them, but I thought that was our upset of the week. I don't know. We'll have to look. I I want to. I need to ch- fact check you now. At this point, I'm gonna have to start double checking, especially after what you were saying about uh, Michigan looking rough the last few weeks. I mean, I'm just yeah, saying things, hoping that you don't go back and and, and uh, <laughs> fact check me. So don't please don't do that. You know, next thing you're going to do, you're going to come out and be like, yeah, Ohio State looked really rough the last week when they won 74-0. to zero. You know, it's funny. I was on an internet forum, and people were actually correcting. They're like, Ohio State looked kind of rough here. And I'm like, you can't you can't judge a team when they win by 50 that they looked rough in certain spots. Like, move on. You can't take a lot from that game besides they're really good. Ohio State has set their standards so high that 58 points is just not acceptable anymore. I know. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's what it is. But I tell you what, cue the music, Mark. Hey, Josh, music is cued. Let's get into these picks. All right, we got the big game of the week. It's the first one, big noon kickoff. I think America uh, will likely be watching this game, but included, that includes us. We'll be watching Penn State, number 10 Penn State, 5-0, going to Ann Arbor, playing number 5 Michigan, who's 6-0. This is going to be a fun matchup. Who are you taking? Yeah, I don't feel very confident in taking Michigan in this one. But with them being at home and knowing what's at stake, a shot at the playoff, if they keep winning, I'm taking the Michigan Wolverines in this one. Are you kidding me right now? Are you, are you kidding me? After the entire discussion we had where you just said how poor they looked, you basically set it up that you were picking Penn State and you picked Michigan. Yeah, I pulled the old switcheroo on you, man. You know, that doesn't surprise me. I'm also going to take Michigan, that seven-point spread. It, it almost tells me that, like, Vegas is saying – if I look at this, it almost says like Vegas is saying put money on Penn State to cover, and Vegas likes their money, so it almost feels like Michigan's going to win by more. But I I don't see it. I don't see how Penn State to me their running game is for real. They have some really great players. The defense is always good. I am taking Michigan, but like you said earlier, I think we're talking like last couple minutes. Yeah, I'm actually curious. I I I, I meant to do this uh, earlier. I want to look at the weather forecast for Ann Arbor. Kind of, kind of get a sense of what kind of game we're in store for. 52 and cloudy. Football weather. Perfect. Football weather. You know what? I'm going to say this now. It's Ronnie Bell game, in my opinion. Ronnie Bell, I, I brought it up earlier. I uh, I forecasted it. He had that drop a couple years ago against Penn State that lost the game. He's going to have a big game this year. He's starting to heat up. They're going to go to Ronnie Bell. He has a big game. I'm calling it now. I actually think the run game gets shut down. J.J. had, I think, first half. Penn State is up seven after the first half. J.J. comes out, hits Ronnie Bell big, and that's that's the difference in the game. I'm excited. But, I'm so excited for that game. Yeah, I agree. That's going to be fun, and uh, I'm just excited to see both these teams playing well again. But we have Minnesota and number 24, Illinois. We'll also be watching on our second screen here. Who are you taking? Yeah, I think with the uncertainty of Tommy DeVito and whether or not he'll be healthy enough to play, that's enough for me to feel comfortable taking Minnesota in this one. I hate to pick against Illinois, but without their quarterback, it's really tough for me to pick Illinois in this one with as good as Minnesota's look so far in the year. I have such a hard time doing it, too. I'm struggling. I don't want to agree with you. I really don't. And I almost feel like I need to differ. I, this one, I'm like 50-50. Um... 
I saw Art Sikowski, and it, it it wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty at all. I mean, it, he threw a pick in, late in the game inside the five. I don't know about Tommy DeVito. The spread tells me probably not, but the defense does really good things. I'm picking Illinois. All right. Maryland at Indiana. I'm a little jealous of your pick there. I, I wanted to take Illinois. But um, Maryland at Indiana, I'm going to take Maryland. I don't think the Hoosiers' defense will be able to slow down Tonga Bailoa in that offense. I think the, the Terrapins win big in this one. That spread, 11 points, crazy. I think the, they're going to win huge. Um, baby Tua has got it, that's for sure. I, I just wanted to say Baby Tua again, to be honest. It's my, my go-to name. Uh, at 4 o'clock, Wisconsin traveling to East Lansing to play the Spartans. What are you thinking here? I really do think this one might be a toss-up, but I think the free fall continues for Michigan State. I'm taking the Wisconsin Badgers. I think, let me see, one, two, three, four games in a row you've taken with the spread. We'll see if number five, if you differ. I will agree, though, Wisconsin, to me, I, I'm going to tell you, I'm weary if they're there yet. I don't think they're for real just yet. I just think Michigan State is very much not for real right now, and that's the problem. The free fall continues. Come on, Spartans, please bounce back. We want to see... I think the Big Ten's better when the Spartans are good, but I tell you what, the Spartans will be better on October 29th when they travel to Ann Arbor in that likely night game. They're going to be a better football team. They're going to have that week of rest, uh, but right now they're not it. Wisconsin wins this game. At night, we have Nebraska and Purdue. What are you thinking here? For the exact same reason I took Maryland over Indiana, I'm taking Purdue over Nebraska. I just don't think the Nebraska defense is going to be able to stop Aiden O'Connell in that offense. So five for five following Vegas. Good job. I'm proud of you. Uh, I would agree, though. Purdue, to me, they've been my team. I'm going to stick with them. I, I picked against them one time. One time, and that was the Maryland game. And I regret it, and I made a mistake. But they are for real. Nebraska's defense is Swiss cheese. Uh, Purdue is winning this football game. And it's a 14-point spread, which seems a bit big. I think it's even more. Purdue wins big in this one. Yeah, I can't wait for this week. I can't wait this, for Saturday. This is about to be the best week so far. I don't even know what week eight looks like. I feel like I want to pull it up and just get an idea. But um, we're, we're getting to the point where we're going to see a lot about these teams. We're going to learn a ton really quickly. The Big Ten West, I think over the next three weeks, is almost going to be, I don't want to say decided, but we're going to learn a lot about it. I don't think it's going to go down late like uh, Wisconsin and Iowa last year competing. I think we're going to find out pretty quickly. You have about three teams that are competitive, in my opinion, to win this. I'm hoping for Illinois. I'm rooting for Illinois right now or Purdue. I like Purdue because I picked them, but Illinois, they're fun. That, Like I said, I love a good run game. I love great defense. They're bringing it. Yeah, I picked against Illinois this week, but I'm, I'm kind of secretly rooting for them. Just, just like you are. They're so much fun to watch, and they're kind of like they are Big Ten football this year, in my opinion. Good defense, yeah. solid running game. Like Brett Bielema right? looks like Big Ten football, doesn't he? He does. I feel like that's why Paul Chris is gone. They were like, I can't believe Bielema left. We got rid of Bielema, and now he's running our exact team, our whole aura, our whole team, our whole scheme at Illinois and beat us. Not just beat us, spanked us at Wisconsin. So I, I wonder if that's the whole uh, reason behind it. I doubt it. But uh, really fun football, really excited for this week. But you know what, Mar? Let's wrap it up, and we'll be back to talk about uh, 
our, our recap next week. Let's wrap it up. Everyone, enjoy the week. Uh, enjoy Saturday. It's going to be a fun day of football. Thank you for the support. We appreciate it. If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe and look for us on Twitter at BTR Show Pod. Thank you, everyone, and we will see you guys next week.